What's up, everybody? Welcome to Awkward Silence. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. It's like a wow. It's like a fucking Met game in this here. Is awesome. I uh, I I am Brian Malika. I believe you all know my co-host, uh, Brant Tobler's younger and more employable brother. Hello, friend. Grant Tobler. Uh, what's up, Brant? Beardless? Beardless. I was uh, trying to trim it up yesterday and I messed up, so <laughs> I just can't do it. So it makes you feel better. You're going to be full grizzly beard again yeah. in a matter of days. I had a little You're beard remorse last night, but uh, it'll be back, I figured. Just went on a vacation. I was tired of my face, so. <laughs> well, there you I look young and weird, though. And I'm still not getting laid. So right, well, there you go. I don't know. Go. i got to come up with something different. Oh, for 3. Uh... So, uh, oh, well, let me tell everybody uh, that, uh, that if you want to listen to this show, uh, you can do it like you're doing right now. Uh, subscribe via iTunes, uh, audio version also available for those of you who can't bear to look at Brant without a beard. Uh, you can also, if you're watching us live, hook us up on the live chat with some questions and comments. Uh, if you miss us live, awkward at VegasVideoNetwork.com. So I feel like we haven't talked in a while. I know. I haven't been here for a while. The show's been great. I enjoyed Scotty and, and Vince, and uh, I've been out. Doing bullshit. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to talk about the bullshit, but I wanted to show you there's some changes. We have this now. I saw that. Yeah. Which I am excited because after you leave, I really want to see if we can't bring you in via satellite. Oh, I love it. That would be great. Just like your head floating right there. Does that do anything or is it just... It's pretty much that's the... I think oh. that there's actually black construction paper with a logo printed on it. <laughs> I know. I didn't know on a, it was... on a busted out TV, but I like it. It looks good. I like it. Uh, so talk about it, man. What have you been up to? Talk about, uh, uh, talk about your ooh. new fancy life in Hollywood. Well, I don't know. It's not fancy by any means, but uh, went to Hollywood. Everything's been going great. I had the showcase for Comedy Central. Yeah, talk about that. So what was it about? Um, was it was about? in Brea. It was for Gabriel Iglesias' new show called Stand Up Revolution, and uh, he invited me to be a part of it. So I, I did it. Uh, 450 people. Crazy. Sold out room. Uh, 37 were Mexican, but right, whatever. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, so it wasn't probably my target audience, which it, the funny part was I was the seventh comic to go up, and every comic before me was Mexican. Nice. So I went up in my Tyra shirt and gold shoes, and uh, <laughs> I got this weird sound effect, and I was like, I'm not like anything you guys have seen tonight. So, <laughs> But it went good, and then Gabriel crushed for like an hour and a half, and uh, so I don't know what will happen with that. I'm just waiting to hear back if I get a film or not. And then uh, I did a couple colleges, and it's been cool. I got there, and luckily, you know, I made a lot of friends, so people are just throwing me work, you know. And I remember everyone that comes on the show is like, you're going to go to L.A., and you'll never get any work. I probably won't now, but I've had, <laughs> I've had, uh, I've had some great luck being there. And, uh, but you know what? This is, the, this is the great difference, the perfect difference between you going to L.A. now when you're going and when I tried to go to New York when I did is you've, you know, in addition to the fact that, you know, you, you've been doing this seven years, I've been doing it too, so obviously you're better <laughs> than I was for sure. But uh, also, like, you've been building all these great relationships, and being based out of Vegas, you know tons of L.A. guys that come into work. So when you moved out there, you had a network already. Yeah, that's been, the, that's helped me so that's much. Everything. Just, you know, walking in and... Uh... I've already picked up on Hollywood, and that, that's kind of helped me too because half the people know who I am, and then the other half don't, but they're like, well, who the, who's this guy? Why are they talking right. to this guy? So, so, it's kinda, so then are. I've, I've uh, you know, it's kind of worked in my favor, but it's been cool, man. Everyone's been really cool. The shows have been great. You know, it's, it's just such a different vibe. You go, your heroes are there, you know. I, I'll go to a show, and I went to a show the other night, and I'm sitting around at a table full of comics I love telling the the story about the porno chick and the Obama dildo. I don't think I showed, did I tell it on here? 
Not yet. Anyway, well, it's, uh, it's on my blog on the website. So, uh, <laughs> nice. But then I go, I just walk in and go to the bathroom, walk by this, you know, walk in. I'm like, I wonder who's in there. I look in, Daniel Tosh is just in there crushing for 45 minutes. And it's yeah. just like, you know, so that's a cool thing. That's, Intimidating at all? No. I mean, it just makes you want to work harder, you know. It's just yeah. like, because that's one thing. You never know who's going to show up at a show. So you, you kind of have to step your game up. And I've noticed, you know, I go to shows and there's guys that I've looked up to and they could go up right before me. So I've rode a lot more and uh, the first thing I noticed when I got to LA was I was fat. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, dude, you were, you were fucking Ethiopian by Vegas standards. I've, I've been doing uh, like running, I've been working out every day and that's the crazy thing too, seeing celebrities and uh, no one gives a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like kid from Wyoming. I'm like, holy shit, these are celebrities. And <laughs> I'll give you my favorite celebrity story so far yeah. is we went to see this band at the Viper Room and uh, I got introduced to this girl, and I got to meet my favorite actress from my favorite TV show. And that is the girl from To Catch a Predator <laughs> that shows up in the towel that goes, hey, come in, there's cookies and lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> so I meet this girl, and I'm like, hey, what's up? Nice to meet you. And, uh, you know, and she looks so young. And my buddy's like, hey, that's the girl from To Catch a Predator. Don't say anything. She does, I guess she's gotten some guys in trouble. But then later, <laughs> and believe me, if if you're in a comedy club, especially, yeah. uh, chances are she's gotten some guys in trouble. And then later in the night, we go to this house party, and she's there, and she's just the drunkest mess. And I'm just like <laughs> waiting for Chris Hansen to walk in. And I, I just thought it was like the greatest thing. And everyone in LA is like, oh, they're so cool. They didn't. But I was like, holy shit, that's the girl from To Catch a Predator, and she's wasted. She's like the drunkest girl here. What all these guys dreamed of doing to her. She's <laughs> so that was I like that. But everything's good, man. I got a cool spot like right off of Hollywood and Vine, and uh, I'm right in the heart of everything. And um, When's it official? Come on, give us a date. Well, it's been, it's kind of official. I mean, I came back here to do shows this week, and I'll do, I might stay next week, but uh, I don't it. know, it's pretty official. And what, I had changed my Facebook to LA. I, I've been kind of trying to, because I've talked so much shit about moving, and I, then all those times I didn't, so this time I'm not really telling anyone, and I'm just going to be gone, so. That's going to be a sad day. I'll be around for, I'll be around. Who knows? <laughs> you don't have to lie to me, all right? I'm here. Although I kind of wish you would. Um, well, we're going to miss you, uh, but you'll be back. That's mm -hmm. the good part is uh, you still have yeah. ties here. And so I'll be we'll... sending people to the show. So Good. I'm good. talking about the work. show, and uh, yeah. I'll come. I'll definitely put me on there. Uh, I, we're working on it. Uh, all right, before we get to our headliner, so we've been doing this, uh, this segment on the show um, this month, uh, specifically for comics that are just getting ready to, you know, to try stand up for the first time. We've been trying to give them a tip a week, right? So first tip is prepare, you know, don't, don't wing it your first time. Uh, second one is don't tell your, your retard friends, your jokes beforehand. They're not going to help you. Uh, today's tip, and, uh, and I actually got this, uh, I had an opportunity, uh, earlier this week to talk to some students from Simpson College in Indianola, Iowa, which, let me tell you something. If you are a racist, go to Indianola. Because that was the whitest fucking class I'd ever seen in my life. There was a glare just coming off of the overhead lights of this class of 20 people. Uh, they were very anti-minority in Indianola. Uh, is that a question from somebody who lives in Indianola? No, it's just that the, the chat wants to hear the Obama porn thing. We're not done. Believe and, me. Uh, no. <laughs> and, and the fit or fat. There's a, there's a call for fit or fat. Just say All right. Well... But wait, you did it over like Skype or you actually went to the class? No, no, no. I was via Skype. It was oh. via Skype, yeah. So, um, they're, uh, they're, so they're taking this class on like the, sort of like the theory of comedy and their final is they have to do this stand-up presentation and they've been watching the show. Uh, they all said hello to you. 
Uh, and, um, and so I just, just kind of bullshit with them a little, a little bit, answered some questions. And one of the questions I asked that I thought was interesting, and I get this one a lot, is uh, everyone's really nervous before their first time on stage that they are going to uh, forget their jokes, right? There's, and, and that really never made sense to me. I'm not a guy who can memorize lines or anything. Like, I've tried acting, and I'm terrible at it, and that's one of the reasons. But for some, some reason, for me, stand-up was always something different. You know, like, these are, it, it's my stuff, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's my thoughts and my words. I don't really... I don't really understand how I could forget it. Now, I, I'm not saying I've never fucked up, lost yeah, my place, you know, been thinking of other stuff, but uh, I, I think that that's a, a fear that people have that for the most part, they're not gonna have to deal with. I don't know if, if that's ever been a Yeah, and, and I think it goes back to what you're saying just about preparing. I mean, if you prepare, then you'll, you'll know it. And when you get in the moment, I think, especially starting out, you kind of get in this like survival mode almost. And I've heard comics say it before, like when I get in the moment, I'm just kind of forced to be funny out of fear. Mm -hmm. But as far as, like, you won't forget your material. Yeah, right. I, don't, I don't think you will. I mean, if you do, then, I mean, you could write it on your hand. A lot of people write, if you feel comfortable writing it on your hand. Or, well, I mean, see, and, that's, and that's one of the questions they ask. So should I bring crib notes, right? So should I put stuff on flashcards or notebooks? I got to tell you, I think it's a horrible idea to do that for a couple reasons. One, I mean, when people go to a comedy show, they want to see, see someone confident. You know what I mean? Like, it's a scary thing. No one can do the sort of things that we do. So, you know, to, to be up there, you're almost giving a little bit of that away. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Saying, look, I'm, I'm not entirely 100% on what we're doing here either. And, and secondly, all right, let's say you're halfway through your act. You forget what you're going to do next. That, what's your next move? You're going to read down yeah. a, uh, like a piece of a paper? I got a, I got a great story. Um, first ever gig headlining uh, was at uh, One Nighter in Kingman, Arizona. Which lucky you're right. Uh, the <laughs> Kingman's claim to fame is that they're on Route 66, and they actually have a Route 66 museum, which is all you need to know. <laughs> when the most famous part of your city is the street that gets you the fuck out of it, you know you were in a shithole, <laughs> right? So I uh, I'm going, and they said I could bring somebody to open for me. So I bring my buddy Walt. He'd been doing stand for about a year and a half, two years. Um, and you know he'd hosted dozens of times, so he he knew what he was doing. He knew his act, but for whatever reason, because it was his first road gig, he was all, like he got in his own head. And that's what's going to fuck you up. If all you're doing is concentrating on how you're going to forget your words, you probably will. Uh, so he decided that uh, he would tape his act to a water bottle uh -huh. and then just put it up there. And then if he felt like he was stuck, he would just go to take a drink and they would casually look at the water bottle and, uh, and it'd be fine. Well, this guy who had done the same act for two years, because he had the notes, mm -hmm. felt the need that he, to, to use them, right? He could have done his act fine, but because it was there, he, he, you know, psychosomatic, he went to him. It was ridiculous. In 15 minutes, the guy drank 30 sips of water, yeah. and he was, uh, you know, he's 53 years old, so, right? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> he, he can't even read his writing, so the guy's literally <laughs> squinting at the fucking water bottle. Why didn't he write it on his walker? <laughs> he should have. <laughs> write it on the cane. It would have been so much smarter. Um, but uh, so you just, I, I think it's a bad idea. I mean, yeah. I don't, if I don't ever... think you, you, you'll be fine. Just prepare. Just, it goes back to preparing. And, uh, and once again, it's your first time. You're not, it's not a letterman spot. Just, you know, <laughs> exactly. don't put too much pressure on yourself. Right. Try fun. to enjoy it. And then uh, if you, I would say, write it on a piece of paper, put it in your back pocket. You have that security of knowing it's there, but you'll be—you probably aren't going to use it. Right. And just set a goal for yourself to not use it. You know what I mean? You're not right. going to forget your word. That's no. just like a, that's just like a dumb fear that exactly. that you have, but it, no one does it. I mean, I don't—I don't think. And no. if you can't remember it, then don't do comedy. Learn violin. <laughs> <violation. laughs> perhaps. Can't perhaps remember another, your own. Perhaps another joke. trade at Simpson College is for yeah. you. Uh, all right. Uh, let's do quick fit or fat. There it is. 
I, I really wanted to be extremely thin because I know you're like Hollywood thin now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I only lost one pound, but I will take it. That's good. Wow. Sexy cougar. Uh, all right, that's it. And uh, as, as our headliner starts getting ready, you want to tell us a story about uh, an Obama deal uh, real it's, quick? It's long. It's, I just wrote a blog about it. It'll be on my website. Right, will it you should be, here, be up will tomorrow. Will you be here next yeah. week? But it's, it's a long... It, will you be uh, on the show next week? Yeah. You'll if be I'm here, here I, I will be. But I, <laughs> I, uh, it's like fucking talking to Yogi Berra. Really? I, if you're uh, here, you'll be here? I will be here. And I'll bring a great guest, too. How about yeah. that? I will promise I will be here, and I'll have a terrific guest for us. We already have him. Yeah. Well, I'll tell him. <laughs> <laughs> we, oh, we already have a guest next week? Who is it? Oh, well, he lives here, so he, I would move. But we'll talk about this later. But we'll talk about it. If we could just have I a mean, big on-air really discussion good. about it, that would be the best. Uh, all right. I'll uh, be here next week. And I'll, and I'll uh, it's just a long, it's a long, it's, it's a, it'll be, or you can go to my blog and read about it with pictures and everything. It's, it's a crazy story. Plug your website real quick, because I'll probably forget later. Brantobler.com, but it should go live tomorrow. There it is. So tomorrow, we'll plug it next week. Tomorrow, go to Brantobler.com. At some point or another, you're telling that story. Don't think I will forget okay. that. I'll uh, tell it next uh, week. You're telling it here. Enough of this. Let's go to our headliner. Come yes. on. Professional. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're just, we're just reloading. Uh, so we have a really fun, really fun headliner today. He is originally from Boston. Uh, he now headlines clubs from coast to coast, even internationally, as he is a regular performer for our troops overseas. Uh, you may have seen him on Comedy Central, on NBC's The Today Show. Uh, he is the host of, uh, of a show on Dirty Water TV, and I am thrilled to have him here. He will be headlining at the Riviera here in Las Vegas all week. I'm exhausted. It's Dave Russo, everybody. Quick story about Brian. A buddy of mine, my, my best bud out here, Brian, who's uh, open, does showcases and stuff. Uh, I said I, I found out I might need an opening act on Sunday, which I just texted the Riviera, and he said, "Hey, this kid Brant's pretty good. This guy, he knows you." So uh, who is it? My, my buddy Brian uh, Pewter, he's a poker dealer, and uh, but he mentioned your name. Then you come in, and then I go, "Wow, so that's Destiny." So what I did was I texted uh, the, the people over the rib to see if the, uh, we still need an opening act. If you do, if you're around Sunday, look at this. We'll have you come in. They, Why would I move? Why would I leave? Why would you want to leave there? Well, good for you. Have fun in L.A. If, uh, You'll be a little uh, bit more did, weight, um, by the way. Did, you, <laughs> yeah, I'm did, you, did your friend say anything about me or anything? Because <laughs> um, Brand, Brand, Brand will only be there if he's there. So I, on the right, other right, hand, gonna, will uh, well, you know show what? up early, um, stay late. I, I never got to go to any of the showcases out here. When I, I lived out here for a little bit of time. You know that. I got to live out here in Vegas for a little bit of time. Uh, about a year and eight months. I mean, I'm actually 72 years old. You look good. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, I look good. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I should have said I was 20. I dropped that joke bomb off. Anyways, so uh, yeah, so I've been here all week. Uh, I got in on uh, Sunday night, and uh, and I was looking forward to doing this this, this web. I mean, this is the first one I've ever done. These uh, the web show, whatever See? live web show. Right. Yeah. I hope I look taller. <laughs> you did. That's, uh, that's, we'll, we'll we'll work that out in post. Don't worry about it. Um, well, I'm glad to have you here, man. So so you you've lived and worked uh, here in in Vegas, and you now tour around the country. Your thoughts, Vegas compared to other places you've been. This is a, a topic we well, discussed. Uh, right I'm a degenerate. I'm an animal. Um, like it. I am from so far, uh, I'm I like from it. Boston, and uh, my friends. That's we do what we do. I've never married. No kids. Not gay. I have all my own hair. I have car insurance. I just I live life. Because <laughs> up until up until the car insurance, I'm like that's a stereotypical <laughs> comic right there. No, but I uh, I just I enjoy what I do. I've always known I was going to be doing this, and uh, I don't really travel much. I don't. I uh, I caught a break. I, I first caught the break on on the Entertainer with Wayne Newton on the E Network, right. the ETV show, and that's how I ended up in Vegas. It was only my second time ever performing in Vegas. Next thing you know, I'm on a TV show. Went to the LA thing. Went out there, 
And then uh, once that 15 minutes ended, I went back to Boston, you know, cried a little bit. Sure. And then, uh, and then I, I pitched a TV show. And when you're in L.A., the best advice I can give you is have something to pitch. Pitch something. Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, Daniel Tosh. Yeah. Okay, I, I, knew, I knew Danny since when he did his first premium blend back a thousand years ago. And I go, why is this kid not doing more stuff? Because he didn't have anything to present. And, uh, and that's just uh, free advice. That's exactly oh, what it's it, worth. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but I pitched the show to Dirty Watt TV. Dirty Watt TV is all about uh, Boston. You know, I, I didn't really, I, I liked it out here. I liked the West Coast. But uh, I like being in my family and friends. I have a little niche out there. And, uh, and I work a ton. I work a ton. Uh, you know, the money I made here, I, I made here. I paid off all my bills. But then eventually it was kind of depleting. So I said, all right, time to move on. Right. But, uh, but I, I really think um, the, the break is I, 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 I just pitched the show. I pitched the show to Dirty Wad TV, and, and the guy liked it. You get a sponsor, and next, you know, that's my niche. I have that's my niche. Awesome. So I come out here for Vegas. This is my working vacation birthday. I need to get laid vacation thing without anyone. <laughs> well, Vegas is Vegas to go. Will do it. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You're better off working with Brandt. I will fuck <laughs> all of that up for you. Um, let's uh, talk about the Wayne Newton show a little bit. First of all, is oh. that guy as odd looking in person no, as he appears? No, you know, I got to uh, look at. Um, you know, uh, he is a genuine, genuine uh, guy, likes people. Uh, he's, he's a super, super talented, plays like 13 instruments. Uh, he's my dad. He's 68 years old. He looks sharp. He works out. He looks good. You know, um, up front, though, he'll make, when you walk in, you know there's a presence. There's a presence when he, when he walks in the room. And, uh, and I just happen, and the weirdest thing is, I like, I, I've been told you're edgy, very edgy and stuff. I'm not really edgy. I'm middle America. I, uh, I try to cross, I go to the line. I don't try to cross it. Like, I would never do a, a you know, not that I'm saying, but like, I would never bring Obama in a porno thing and because uh, Italian <laughs> thing, very respectful. Plus, I'm a, I don't want the government to know where the hell I am, so yeah, they, sure. they get wind of that yeah, shit. That'll put, yeah, that'll but, put you uh, on a map. Yeah, yeah, but I was out here. The thing is, I worked at Tropicana, the comedy shop at Tropicana, which was the greatest club ever out here, and I did it the first time. They loved me, and then I didn't get booked. And so I called the guy. I said, listen, another club wants me, and I had known that the guy, it's the first time I ever fought back in the business. Yeah. And I said, listen, um, if you don't want to work me, the other club wants to work me. So they worked me October of 2004. It was my second time ever in Vegas. The night the Red Sox win the World Series is the same night Wayne Newton's people see me perform at the Tropicana. Asked me to audition for the TV show. 5,000 people across America auditioned for it. They narrowed it down to 10 people, and, I'm, and I get, I'm one of the 10 people chosen. That's four auditions. And I went in there. My buddy Junior, who was out here with me, goes, go to the audition. I go, dude, it's like 10 o'clock. It's 9 in the morning. I'm, I'm just getting in. You know what right, I mean? Right. I made it there. They brought me back the next day. It was one of those things in our business I didn't give a shit reality show. I never even watched a goddamn reality show. And because I think because L.A. is so, so weird, I, I, don't, I don't want this. Well, now, now we want you. It's like, right. like, you know, it's like it's a hot so chick, funny. a hot it's chick, a exactly hot chick. I don't want to bang you. I don't want to bang you. Beat it. And next thing you know, Google, you know, good <laughs> stuff. Uh, uh, sorry. A blonde lady in the audience. But anyways, uh, I wish, I'm going to be honest. I wish I was taller. You look good. Uh, the sad thing is she's taller than me. She's sitting down. All right, so basically, so what, what ended up happening was, but this is the whole thing. I find this out later. They're looking for, on the reality show, on Wayne Newton's show, they're looking for a singer. Wayne wanted to compete with American Idol because whether you know the history about Wayne Newton or not, I mean, he would sing with Frank. He'd sing with the rapper. He's one of the boys. He was, one of the, he was the young kid that they took him under his wing and said, you know, this is what you do. And uh, basically, he, he wanted to pick a singer. He wanted it to be like a, a positive situation. They didn't want a comic. But the Red Sox just won the World Series, first time in 86 years. And... Uh, 
You were riding that wave. I was riding that super fucking high. Red Sox. Super Cops high on shot. life. Super high on life. And uh, and basically, um, you know, it was a competition. I'm I have Napoleonic syndrome, little man's disease, so I don't and lose. Comic. I don't lose. Yeah. I don't lose. Yeah. I just I kept firing. I ended up being runner up. I mean, I competed for a million bucks. I grew up in Boston. I'll stab you in the face for like a buck and a half. But I didn't look. I didn't get the million dollar contract, but I, I worked hard, um, and they liked me enough. And I guess I, the, the right people liked me enough. I did get a contract at the Hilton for six months. Turned into about two years out here, and I kind of saw the writing on the wall, um, and I, I moved back to Boston. But I paid off all my bills. And, stuff. and around that time, just entertainment in Vegas kind of changed. Like, you're not going to get a yeah. lot of people that, that had the kind of deal you had now. No, not even close. I mean, it, that's what the whole thing was. I was making decent money. You, you, you know, you do $50 gigs, right? You'll be, yeah. you know, I'll open for you for 50 bucks. I was making like 1500 bucks a week, all right? I was living in a place. I was living in Joe Lewis's old house, the famous boxer. Sure. And I just, I happened once again, my lucky star, I, I, you know, Marilyn D.I., my buddy who was on the show, Joe Trammell, who's one of my best friends in the business, who headlined the, um, he headlined still the Ultimate Variety Show. And he's the one who introduced me to this kid. We, I lived in Joe Lewis, pool in the backyard, half a million dollar house, loved it, paid $500 a month to live out there. <laughs> so Jesus when I had to move out because the kid's 21, year old sister moved in, they were like, yeah, you can't be around my sister. It was court ordered. I couldn't be within 200 <laughs> yards or something. But, uh, but what ended up happening was I, I moved on. That's when I knew, all right, now I'm living up in, uh, you know, up Sahara, way the hell out of everywhere, uh, wherever the hell I was in. I don't remember. Dude, I don't remember living there for two years. I was an animal. And, uh, and and that's why um, I'm going to invite you guys to come to the show. If you want to come to the show tonight, come on in. Uh, I've already invited you and stuff like that. And uh, we're going to have a good time. My godfather's in town, who's only two years older than me. Which is, that's Ooh, how that's, we do it. All right. That's how we do it. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Must have been quite an influence on your young life. Am I talking a little fast the computer picking it up? So you started in Boston. That's uh, where you started? I started doing uh, comedy in Boston. And I, and I won the, within two and a half years, I won the, uh, the inaugural Boston Comedy Festival Best New Comic Award. And that really took my career. And I ended up doing like, then Ray Romano's manager saw me perform and had me move to New York. And uh, he got, I, I did 75 colleges in one year. And then 9-11 happened. And, um, and, and when, you said you lived in New York for a little bit of time? Mm -hmm. I was there when 9-11 happened. And uh, the entertainment industry, the whole, I mean, that took so much, you know, it was basically I was paying rent in New York and not working because the entertainment industry was closed down. And no one was, it was done, you know? And uh, people didn't think it was okay to like go out to comedy clubs. Well, like, it wasn't, you know, it, it, it was just right. everybody. It, I mean, I don't know how many. What are there, six million people in? The, no, that's probably six million. Probably There's eight million people in eight New York City. Million, okay, yeah. and I think every single person knew at least one person, even though it was only three to five thousand sure. people that yeah. fell. Sure. I think everyone knew. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I think everyone knew one person. It was just, it was devastating. It was, I remember I was taking acting classes. I hope you do an acting class in L.A. Yeah. Well, you got to do that. <laughs> yeah, he's totally doing Listen, acting class. You got to do that. Listen, you got to do the acting class. Trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. You got to do the you're acting class. You're in the hobo by the train tracks are rehearsing scenes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we used, used to get some acting in there. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, it was, I, I got a call from Sally Johnson, who was, who was actually... Um, uh, a big wig, an acting coach. She uh, coached, um, who's the lady in all the, uh, the Vegas movies out here? Julia Roberts. She was her coach when she was young. And she called me up. And I was, you know, I, I watched, there was a football game on Monday Night Football the night before. And I remember she calls me up and I, I, I go, no class. I go, why? What's up? She goes, we're being attacked. I go, what? She goes, New York's being bombed. I go, World War III? I was, that's all I knew. And then uh, I looked outside. It was just crazy, man. Where were you uh, living when you were out there? I was living in Queens at the okay. time. Yeah. I was on 181 in Broadway, Washington Heights. Yeah. I, was, I was the white guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just close enough that my mom was still fucking 
ridiculously scared. Yeah. Uh, but all right, so when you get success that early, and I mean, all entertainment, it's, you know, it's, uh, you know show business is, is like this. So, so sure, you get sure, a bunch absolutely. of, yeah, so you get, uh, you know, a lot of success early, and then probably it dies down a little bit. You know, guys like me and Brand, we're spoiled by the fact that we don't know what success looks like. Well, See, for you, <laughs> I would say, at least you got a shot. Uh, but, I would uh, say it's all how you feel about it. Uh, well, you know, ev everyone has different levels of success. Uh, I've always been an overachiever, so uh, maybe, you know, maybe when you were growing up, you were, you were happy to take fifth place in the spelling bee. Not me. I had to take first. You know, it was like that, like I said, that little man's disease. Mm. It, you're right. The business, you, it's a great analogy. The business is like this. Because I, when I look back, my first time ever on stage, I was like, oh, I got one laugh, great. Right. And then you're addicted. Now, now sure. you're going every time. Um, early on, uh, the thing is that I wanted to let Brant know and yourself uh, that the Boston comedy scene has some of probably, um, I got some, probably some of the best training ever. And, and what I mean by the best training is that uh, there's a movie out there, um, you know, it'll come to me, I'll come back to it. It's all about the 80s boom when Stephen The Boston Mike, one? Yeah, yeah, it's when, a great one. It's a great when movie. When stand-up stood out. When stand-up yeah. stood out, okay? Uh, you can see my shoulder. Yeah, I was there. Um, no, but, what, I mean, the, some of the guys that were in there, you know, people like, you know Stephen Wright. You know who, was, who started with you when you were there? Um, what do you mean? Like, when who I was your there? Boston class? Are they uh, you know what? How's this son? How's this son? I had never, um, Dane Cook, I guess I just left to, I worked with Dane once. I opened for him at a college. He draws. He, you know, he kills it. Um, I, uh, I, I think, was, was, oh, you know, I started three years after Gary Goleman, um, and he was, and still is, uh, a dick. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, I knew it! Yeah, oh, absolutely, and I'm only being honest out there. Uh, no, but, uh, no, but I started, like, uh, three years after him, uh, really the only one that have come out of my class that have really, like Dan Levy, who's probably big yeah, out yeah. in L.A., okay, I, I wrote his first joke for him. No one would hire him. Nobody really liked him. He was such a good-looking kid, nice kid, but he was so, I don't want to say Dane Cookish, but he was very high. It was, the kid was 20 years old, 18 years old. He was very, very like, hyper-energy, and, and, uh, and he, won the, he won the Aspen Comedy, H, uh, HBO Aspen Comedy Festival. I don't even know if they do Aspen anymore, but he won the HBO Aspen Comedy Festival Best College uh, Performer, yeah. college kid. And I, I wrote his opening joke for him. And uh, we've been now I see him on, you know, uh, he did the premium blend, did the half hour yeah, comedy yeah, special. And, uh, and if he would have come to Boston, he would, he would still open for me. Anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> how's that sound? Mm. But he, I, I want to I say the only, uh, John Fish, I started with John Fish. Oh, uh, Johnny was just on um, The Apprentice. Uh, by the way, super funny, nice kid, one of those kids who can just stand there. Very good for TV, because he can stand there, and his jokes are very, um, they're very rhythmic. He's not, like, you know, Dane is more like all the way out of there and, and, uh, and Levy, something like that. But uh, John Fish, good, good writer. Um, the, you know, I think the boom, the boom really stopped. I mean, Anthony Clark's from Boston, Dennis Leary's from Boston. They, back then, they were giving out sitcoms left and yeah. right. They were giving you development deals. They're not doing that now. It's a reality show. So, you know, I, I always say this, you know, 10 years ago, if I was on that reality show, because I didn't, get the, I didn't win the million-dollar contract, right. but I was the runner-up guy, and they edited me. I was like the guy. I was like the guy who everyone liked. Everyone wanted me to win. I got 50% of the online votes from me, and the other four split the other 50%. Mm -hmm. And they edited me um, to look like cool, and they didn't like the guy who won. That time, not that they liked the guy who won. They liked the guy who won, but he was just. But that's where they his do. His personality was. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. personable. You the know one what I mean? you want never wins. Yeah. Right. And so 20 years ago, I'm a household name, but at the time uh, we were on the E Network, 11 o'clock on a Sunday, 10 yeah. o'clock on a Sunday. And uh, I mean, I still got laid tremendously out of it. Some <laughs> chicks I never would have even thought of, so I got no problem. Really, with from that. the Wayne Newton show? Absolutely. Just goes to show you. Absolutely. Man, man. We stayed in a twenty-five thousand dollar a night suite, 
Uh, and that alone's got to get some. Well, that, but the funny thing is, is when I came back to Boston, I was living in my grandmother's studio basement with no heat. I'm like, what the hell happened? <laughs> <laughs> and I was passing out, making love to myself. I used to have women. Um, but you know, uh, but it, once again, with the up and down thing, uh, the training in Boston was second to none because and I want to I want to go back to people aside from people that you know, St uh, uh, Stephen Wright, Dennis Leary, Bobcat Goldway, Paula Poundstone, Jay Leno, Conan O'Brien, Conan O'Brien's head writer. One of Jay Leno's writers. Uh, aside from those people, it really originated with Lenny Clark, who's Uncle Teddy um, on, um, Rescue on Rescue Me, and he has a new sitcom coming out. Uh, he's actually was the last headline on the TV show I host um, uh, up in Boston, Dirty Water. But you have people like Don Gavin. If you don't know who Don Gavin is, he's the greatest. Legend. He's one of the legend. Yep. He's my mentor. Kenny Rogerson. Uh, you got people, Frank Santoro, some of the, the Boston guys, uh, D'Angelo. These are people you probably never heard of. And those LA guys that are famous and stuff like that, like they'll be, the, they'll do the names. Kevin Knox, rest his soul, uh, he was huge here in Vegas Steve when he was. Steve Sweeney, one of my Steve favorites. Sweeney's one of the best, one of the greatest guys ever. Very unique. Uh, you can't. You know, these guys, I mean, these guys were doing Rodney's. These guys were doing Rodney's HBO specials when they were like 30, 30 our age. You know what I mean? Yeah. Doing that stuff. And uh, it's good. It's good, good training because uh, when well, you'll learn, uh, a Boston comedian will always do well or anywhere around the country because we have to, our audience, I don't know if it's that way, I don't want to say intelligent, even though we, we are somewhat intelligent out there, it's just we're so used to seeing great, phenomenal performance. <laughs> what do you think, I'm not intelligent out there? I, I graduated first in my These class. These people are fucking rude. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> I was homeschooled. Inappropriate. The, uh, <laughs> is, the scene, is the scene still strong in Boston? You know what, right now I've made more money uh, in my career uh, up in Boston than I ever did, aside from the colleges, but the colleges were just traveling too much. Um, the scene is great. We have um, we have downtown downtown Boston. We have the Wilbur Theater. Uh, we have Nick's Comedy Stop in Boston. We have Motley's and we have Dick Doherty's uh, Comedy uh, Vault. So you have four clubs within three blocks of each other that you can do comedy. Ten miles north, you have Giggles. You have the Kowloon, two of the greatest places. All those guys, Sweeney, and all those guys. Uh, any anyone you see in L.A. who's ever come to Boston is probably done the Kowloon. Uh, they've been there for over 60 years. Um, uh, the good thing is about you said travel. I don't really get. To, I don't really have to travel anymore because uh, New England's a small. New England's small. I can. It takes me an hour and a half to go to just two comedy clubs in Maine. It takes me uh, an hour and a half to get to Rhode Island. There's two comedy clubs in Rhode Island. And, you and know what but I mean? that's almost what the road is now. Like a comic can't afford to be. Uh, a road comic the way Ugh. they were 10, 15, they, people 20 used to drive years like ago. ten hours to do a gig for like two hundred bucks. Like, like really? You love? I mean, uh, Drew <laughs> Carey says I used to drive. I go well. That was you know. Wow. Yeah, but now uh, it, the, that club that Drew Carey worked for two hundred bucks probably still pays two hundred bucks, oh, yeah. no and shit. gas You're is right. four You're bucks right. a gallon. You're right. You're right. So like, you right. can't even afford to be a road comic the way you you know. Uh, the, that that career doesn't exist the way it used you're right. to. You're so, right. So so where you are, I think I think you're right. I think you're in a good place, a place that you know you can kill, that you can draw. Mm -hmm. uh, you got a fan base, and you know, and, and why bother? Well, the drawing thing, you're right. That's basically how you get money, um, and that's why you know people like you know I I know now. While I was like Dana Tosh, I was always funny. Like I said, ten years ago, and now he's doing it because obviously uh, he can draw people and yeah. he's making the money. Which is, and it's all about the draw. And hardly anyone can draw, so the fact that you can right. draw, right. I mean, there's so many great comics that no one knows about. It's like it's just. Yeah. Once again, you got to create your own niche. You have to do something. Uh, I mean, I, I just want—I never thought that kid was funny. The kid who was married to Katy Perry, the guy from England. Oh, uh, yeah. Like I don't—I don't—I don't know. I don't—I never—I just watched him on that thing, and he was telling us who to vote for and who not to. I go, don't come to our country and tell us what to do. You know what I mean? Right. I mean well, let us be stupid. You're from England. I'm from New England, fucker. We left you. <laughs> um, uh, but I did—I did want, you know. I, so I didn't really care for him all that much. But now I kind of get it. He, when 9/11 went down, the next day he was dressed up like Osama bin Laden. Um, outside the palace, 
I mean, I mean, if you're not going to get, if you're not getting uh, a lot of uh, air time, That'll you got to create it. Yeah. You have to do something. Uh, you know, I'm looking. I mean, that's why I'm like, I have no problem if somebody, if I go, if, like, say, a famous person messes with me, I'll knock them the fuck out. You know why? Yeah. I could use the publicity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why not? Yeah. You know, who am I going to assault it's today? True. Uh, the LA thing, you probably, you might not get much stage time. Um, you know, take it when you can get it. But the whole thing is, take the acting classes and hang out where, read, read the book Wake Me When It's Funny, uh, Gary Marshall. Hang out with the people who can make a career hang out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's all about somebody, you know, bang a fat chick who's, who needs you. You know, it was like <laughs> was casting. a, a casting <laughs> idea. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, listen, I dropped the ball. When I was in New York, I had, I had a jockey. She was 4'11", my height. I liked her. <laughs> and, uh, and then I had Martha Stewart's... Uh, but at the time, I go, I don't need them. I'll make it on my own. Fuck, I needed them. Yeah. Uh, Martha Stewart's daughter, oh, no, you can live with me. I go, you, she lives on Fifth Avenue. She paid $3,000 a you month. You said Martha Stewart's daughter? No, Martha Stewart's daughter. Oh, swear I, to God, I thought you said Martha Stewart's daughter. No, 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 but I would have done story. that. I would have done that. <laughs> no, Martha Stewart's uh, uh, accountant's daughter. Oh. That is a that is a way worse story. If I wasn't so respectful, I would tell you why I broke up with it. Uh, wasn't good, I, but I'm not. I'm like I'm the politically correct guy. Well, this will be over soon. We'll, we'll, yeah, we can have a I'll definitely conversation amongst. I don't want. I don't the blonde woman. I don't want to offend her. Oh, no, believe uh, me, yeah, she's all right. Um, <laughs> I uh, you you've done something that I think is cool. Is you've performed for the troops. Yeah. Right. Which. I want, I want you to be honest with me, because I've, I've talked to a few comics, and they all, well, I don't want to say they all, but a few of them have said the same thing, that it's this, it's this tremendous honor, and they're so appreciative, but when it comes down to just actually doing a gig, the gig kind of sucks. Really? That's what I heard, that, you know, that, that, you know you're, you're, it's in the middle of the day, it's hot as fuck, uh, a lot of times, you know, you know, these guys are very okay. starved for attention, they're a, little, they're a little bit rowdy, it's their day off, sure, and, and sure. It's, it's a rough actual gig for okay. a comic. Well, um, they must not be working with the USO because the USO sets it up a little differently. Okay. It's um, when the USO comes to town. Uh, it's it's we come to town because they need pick me ups. Okay. Um, I did the first one with Wayne Newton on the and the entertainment, which actually aired on TV, mm -hmm. and it was seven thousand people, and I don't think they they couldn't have been more appreciative. And at the end of the show, we all all five of us stayed there. We signed autographs for like we signed like a thousand autographs, and um, and I've never had a bad experience. I can tell you this. When I started doing regular shows for the USO, you you uh, you have to be a little more uh, I want to say politically correct. Yeah, that you have to be a little more there because the heads of the USO they don't want you doing racial. You have to get a, they don't want you cursing. They want you saying the f word every every two words. They don't want you, so you might have to tone it down a little bit. They don't want to. No, but the president porno joke might not go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to reading on your blog. Yeah, by the way. Give it a <laughs> no, but but the, the thing is, the thing is is that. Um, uh, I've had really good experiences with the, but what, the reason why I think the difference with the USO is the USO, when they're there, they have bowls of candy and food, and like the guys are like, yeah, we're definitely going to the USO. They're always giving us free shit. Right. There's different ones that USO, then there's other ones that you can work for, and I have heard those ones have been yeah. really. Yeah. The USO is like the major, like yeah. the yeah. NFL, like, yeah. yeah if I've you're into Crete or something like that, and you're not right. with the USO, right. you, you don't want to be there because, you, you know, you. What was your, what's your favorite part about doing those shows? Um, uh, you know what? Uh, I think it's giving back to the community. Just the fact that I always swore. Uh, when I did the first USO, I'm the first one in my family that went to college, didn't go in the military. My Uncle Joe was in Vietnam. My dad just missed Vietnam, God bless him. Uh, my Uncle Ricky was over at, um, he was uh, in the Iran, not the Iran, um, Iran. He was in Iran when the, the, this is in the 70s, when he was in Iran when all that shit was going down. Uh, so I, I, I wrestled in college. So I ended up, I have that, still that military mentality. 
but it's just that kind of giving back. Like, that would be my main charity, aside from breast cancer. I would give money for breast cancer at any time. Um, aside from that one, uh, uh, the, that's I heard it's just back. humbling and just awesome yeah, experience. Yeah. Yep. I just, uh, Everyone says they thank you, and you're like, right, 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 exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like a shithead. Yeah, yeah. Well, this <laughs> is the whole thing. I, I, don't, uh, I don't travel outside the country anymore. I don't do anything like that. What I do is, because um, uh, I'm in New England, I produce for the USO shows. Uh, once or twice a year. I do uh, every summer. They have a mock Afghanistan. I don't know if they're going to still have it now, because I, I don't know what's going on, but they, have, they made like a whole mock of Afghanistan in the middle of summer, and all they do is work their ass. And then once, they, once they're done with their, their mission, then they send them over to Afghanistan. So we kind of give them a nice little send-off. And uh, some, of, some of the video stuff is on my website. Um, Cool. Uh, I think we got some questions for you. We'll, we'll definitely flash your we website. Uh, but uh, yeah, we got some questions. We do. Ter Terry wants to know, you kind of touched upon it, but has Dave produced his own stand-up comedy shows like Brandon's done in the past? I don't understand the question. Did I ADD? So you, you produce, do you ever produce your oh, own show? Oh, that's what I do. Yeah, I produce, um, well, I produce a TV show. I'm one, of the, I'm one of the producers for the TV show, Dirty Wire TV. But, but the guy was asking, have you done stand-up productions? Like, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I probably earn a living by doing fundraiser events. Uh, basically, anywhere from Make-A-Wish Foundation, March of Dimes, Breast Cancer Awareness. Um, I'm involved with cystic fibrosis, which I think is the most horrible disease ever invented. Uh, yeah, basically what you, I mean, yeah, I work with charities and I, and I say, okay, look at here's 200 tickets. You sell the tickets, I'll bring the comedians in, I'll do the sound, I'll, you know, I, I put on, I put on the, I bring you the best comedians, and uh, you know, I get a portion of the ticket price. You get a portion yeah, of the ticket price. Say, but yeah. So, have you ever? Okay. So that that, that makes sense because I was going to ask you before you started doing this, did you ever do it for yourself? Uh, hmm. You know what? I never did. I never did. And then, but because I've been in the business so long, I learned how the people are making money. And I'm going. Let me get this straight. Wait, there's 200 people there. 20 bucks a whack, and you paid me 50 bucks, and you just made four grand. You dick. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Gary Goldman. Yeah. I just. Assumed, uh, such I a can't Goldman wait to thing. see him. <laughs> we got. We got another question, Scott. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, I got fine. one question. That's it. No. <laughs> was it, was it, was it Thank Gol you, Terry. I appreciate was it, it. Was it Goldman related? <laughs> Uh, so, so this is uh, this is the, the big question we ask every week. As, as someone who's 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 had success at varying degrees throughout your career, uh, you've done a lot of stuff. What's what's the ideal career? If you could have, you know, until now, until you want to retire, what what's perfect for you? Uh, you know what? I can tell you this: um, the writing thing. You know, when you get writer's block and things like that. Uh, you know, whenever you go to a new place, you're probably writing your ass off right now. You're like a new uh, new energy, new vibe. Uh, like, oh, brrr, you, see, you notice a little more. Uh, that can get, you know, it's great when you get a new joke, but the, I think the ideal thing is doing exactly what I'm doing right now. I love uh, hosting the series uh, because one thing um, that they, actually on The Entertainer is really when I found out what I was going to be good at because I was hosting the show, I'm personable, and I know how to introduce somebody. How many times do you have your opening act or whatever yeah. introduce you and they're total tool bags? They don't know how to do it. <laughs> Whereas a lot of times if I have an opening act and I know he can't do it, I'll go on stage and say, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, we have a great show, a couple rules before we get started. Uh, turn off any cell phones, electronic devices. Uh, why don't we have a nice round of applause for our men and women? We have a great show lined up for you. Um, you there know, really is. There, that, that's there's an art. Job. There's an art, yeah. art, art to being hosting yeah. and introducing people. And, uh, and if anyone does go on, like DaveRusso.net, all six episodes. We just taped the seventh one. I haven't put it up there yet. I gave it to my web guy. But seven, my the seven half-hour shows that I'm on, that I host uh, around my website. You can watch all. It's only 22 minutes long, but you can watch them, and you'll see. I only do like a joke or two, and every, I just showcase everybody else. Uh, but the whole thing is, my name's on every show, on every show. So when people come to see me live. Then I'm not all my jokes are wasted. Yeah, does that make sense? That's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the hosting thing, like what you're doing uh, here, 
Uh, you make me feel comfortable. I know you felt comfortable. Uh, that, that's pretty much uh, why I enjoy doing that. And because I, I don't know if, like I said, if it's OCD or, or just because my mother stuck a thermometer up my ass when I was growing <laughs> up. I'm very anal about things. I just, uh, uh, I just wrote another question. Excuse yeah, yeah, me. That's right, that's right. Listen, listen. I gotta pay extra for that in Vegas. What's, what's your uh, mom's story? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what, so, so you've given Brant, I think, some really good advice and the people watching some good advice. Uh, let, let's back it up just a little bit, you know, so, so someone who's not quite to where, where Brant is. You know, we've been talking a lot this, this month about people that are just sort of gearing up for that first ever push. Okay, you know, cool. They've always wanted to do it. You, you know, throw something out there. If, if you could say, you know, something, you know, phase right. one, phase it's, one. It's quite simple, it's quite simple, okay? Basically what it is is uh, who you are off stage with your friends and your family, unless you're doing a character, who you are off stage and on stage is the same person you are on stage. It, it, it's, it's that simple. What's my persona? What's the, who the hell are you? That's, who you? that's what your persona is. Unless, you know, Stephen Wright, you talk to Stephen Wright, he's, hey, very excited to be here. You talk to him off stage, yeah. hey, Dave. Yeah. I like that brown joke. It's good. You know what I mean? <laughs> same guy. Lenny Clark, hey, you fucking die, you crazy bastard. On stage, die, you fucking. Yeah. Don Gavin, okay, now. Uh, yeah, okay, uh, you know, Sweeney, you know, you don't know what the hell you're getting with him. Just, uh, yeah, who are you? And, and also just, you know, you be personable. You know, you got to write who you are, you know. I, I might talk about I played sports, I might talk about I wrestled, I might talk about being single, I might talk about uh, whatever's going on, how I feel about it, but you have to have your own little point. You can't, you know what I mean? That's why when you hear of other comics ripping off other comics, they're dicks because, you know, if, you, if you're talking about yourself, you're not going to be ripping somebody off yeah. unless you're ripping off your twin. Right. Well, that's a good thing about writing about yourself, and no one can steal it. You know what I mean? No, I can't take a little man wrestling joke. No, you can't. I'm a big <laughs> Soon to be thin. Soon to be thin. Because I'm a big fat bowler or whatever. I don't do anything. But No, well, I think that's great advice. And that's something, too, that I'm learning. Just the more you write for yourself. You got to write for yourself. And no one can call you hacky. No one can steal your shit because it's your real, I mean. I People will still steal your shit. Right. Yeah. Still, I, I, had, um, I have the CD that I, that I gave to you guys. Um, when I worked out here in the Riv, this kid and I, the bear, Lazarus, the bear man or whatever, right? So we hit it off, oh wait, you should have been the house feature. You should have been the headline. You should have been this, you should have been that. Uh, so he has this little New York bear hat thing with the bear. And I go, hey, I'll trade you my, I don't know why. I don't know why. Hey, I'll give you my CD for one of those things. So I'm in Boston. My That's buddy, what he was selling? That was his merch? Was well, he, he's the, he, works at, he works at Yankee Stadium as the bear guy. He's the oh, bear okay, guy. So, so he has some type of bear yeah, guy yeah. merchandise thing. Yeah. And um, so, so I find out my buddy of mine, this is you want to talk about stealing shit. So a buddy of mine uh, goes, Russo, this kid, he's doing your shit verbatim. Like four jokes, my Hooters joke, my technology piece, shit I wrote. I go, he's stealing all my shit I did in 99. Like, was like my, my best bits of 99. But he's doing it at a club. He goes, no, no. So I emailed him. I said, you know, what, what, what is this all? I'm having a bad time, my life, person. I go, you're a fucking yeah, cunt. What? You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, excuse me, but I, that's what I said, though. I'm, being, I'm just, so, um, so basically, so, you know, and, and, you know, the whole weekend, the greatest year, this, I'm going to use that, like, dude, you don't use my line. No, you don't do that line. Yeah. Not even a year later, he's doing a showcase at Stand Up New York. My buddy, who I helped when he first started doing, uh, Joe List, who, does, who opens for Nick DiPaolo 24-7, goes, this kid's doing all your shit. He's doing all your shit verbatim. And I had to call him back. He's a Jewish kid. So I basically said, listen, fucker, I want money. Because how are you going to piss off a Jewish guy? You <laughs> fucking money. And I'm only, you know, being honest. Uh, <laughs> No, but uh, and and I and I you know and eventually I will knock him out and uh, and that was on the web. But I already told him I'm not hiding yeah, anything. Yeah, I yeah, do. I can't wait to see you. I'm gonna fucking knuckle you hard. <laughs> and I know I deserve. Oh yeah, you deserve it. And 
he'll sue me, but he won't get much because I, uh, I lived in Vegas for a year and a half. <laughs> we, got, we got another question, Scott? Yeah. Jeff wants to know if you've ever seen a comic that was great but just never got any traction and as a result gave up. Huh. I think there's tons of comics yeah. that, that would fit in that. That gave up. The, the thing about giving yeah, up. You know, there was a kid who moved to San Francisco with his, with his wife. Uh, I don't even remember his name. He had some promise. Uh, but other than that, I think if, uh, when you go do it, I, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think we have it in us to give up. Do we? Uh, yeah, I, don't, I can't think of it. I have, I have tons of people. Kenny Rogerson should be famous. Uh, Don Gavin should be famous. Uh, Lenny Clark should be more famous. Uh, these guys are uh, phenomenal. I mean, these are the guys I know. I don't really know, um, you know I don't know all, all the comics, but I mean, um, Gave up, huh? Nobody uh, gave. I mean, yeah, it, there's it's, some it's, people that probably should give up, but yeah, that's that's they, a much easier question. That's a much easier. Yeah. What was that guy's name? That's a much easier question. Man. <laughs> they, uh, you know, you guys that should have gave up. Wow. There's some guys that you just. Yeah. I mean, you're. But some people aren't trying to get better. I don't. I was shitty at a time. I'm still not great, but if you were, you get better over time. But yeah. some dudes aren't even trying to get any better, and it's just like you're just wasting the chance. You go through phases. Go. You go through phases. You did. You're doing. How long have you been doing comedy? You said two years. You said I heard you say two years. But uh, no, I've no. been back into it two years. I, okay. I, I did it for a bunch of years. Okay. And then was out for a bit. And you said seven. Yeah. So you're, you're coming into your own seven. I think I got a 97. 97. What are we in? So that's 13 years, I guess. 14, almost 14. I think August will be 14. 14 years, and you're still learning new stuff every day. Sure. But I can tell you what, man, I feel comfortable going in anywhere and knowing, uh, okay, yep, it's going to be a hell gig. So you either yeah. put your game face on, you know, the sound's going, ee, ee, ee. you know, sometimes if the mic <laughs> sucks, yeah. you go, hey, listen, we're not going to use the mic because it's irritating. And sometimes they'll appreciate, like, every little trick of the trade, you know, it's experience. That's why I like older women, you know? They, uh, <laughs> They're the ones with the, the <laughs> anal thermometers. Right, right. Uh, listen, <laughs> let's, uh, let, let's, yeah. let's do a hell gig. You want to you wrap it up with a little hell gig for uh, us? You okay, hell gig. Uh, Pick a favorite. Oh, boy. I know you mentioned that to me earlier that we might talk about that. Um, I uh, probably like, like there's a couple of, uh, fuck, I've done them all, dude. I did, I mean, <laughs> I've done Boston College High School in front of four priests. I'm not getting invited back to that one. <laughs> uh, I did a bar mitzvah in Long Island. I don't want to be invited back to that <laughs> right. one. And, uh, I did the Black Comedy Explosion in Harlem uh, with Dave Chappelle. I did that. That was, that was I, I, you know, I, I walk on stage in the front row. It's like the largest black guy with the hugest bald head. He starts making fun of my height, and I'm like, well, dude, look at the size of your head. I, I bet if I take a look at your driver's license, all I see is one big eyeball. <laughs> uh, that guy beat the crap out of me. <laughs> I still to this day, I, still to this day, I have those slow motion Bionic Man running nightmares. It's like the bald guy's coming. <laughs> <laughs> guy's like fucking. <laughs> Did you at least wait till after the show, or was it, was it a race? Oh, on it was stage? just it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, it was great. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, I've done hell gigs recently. You know what I mean? I've done gigs in in uh, in, in restaurant. There's too many to list, man. There's too many to list. <laughs> you know, it makes you tougher though. Makes you tougher. Right. But I've done, but them, all. done no, them all. No hell gigs this week. Headline in the Riviera. Oh, this is a hell gig this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's a guy who's already seen the showroom yeah, at the yeah. Riviera. Uh, well, go see him. Uh, the room might not be fantastic, but you're going to be great. Uh, go to the website, DaveRusso.net. Uh, if you want to see where he's going to be, uh, check out some of the videos, Dirty Water TV and whatnot. Uh, and, and thanks for being here. Uh, my pleasure, my pleasure. Time. And if anyone, anyone out there on the web, if, if you're, uh, and I know we're talking about, I have a website, I have a website, yeah, I have a CD, uh, DaveRusso.net. 
Uh, all the money goes to charity. Sure. Uh, she's a dancer uh, here in Vegas. But um, it's, uh, it's uh, I got a CD. If, if you watch this live taping right now, email me off davidson.net. I'll mail you a CD, and, and I'll get you ladies nice. in, the, in the audience right there. CD. There it is. So Seven of comedians. No comedians can get the CDs anymore. I don't try it anymore. <laughs> uh, I've been looking for a new act. Yeah. Uh, you don't uh, want my act. Dave Russo, go see him, everybody. Uh, BrantTobo.com, starting tomorrow. Read a story about having sex with the presidents. Head on a dildo, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go just because I don't know what the fuck's happening uh, at BrantTobler.com. And, uh, and to the kids at, uh, at Simpsons College, good luck uh, on your big final and, uh, and the big stand-up performance on Tuesday. Simmons College. I'll be, I'll be rooting for you. Uh, goodbye. We'll see you next week. Thank you.